Greetings and welcome to Star Trek Discovery Pod, a sometimes funny, trying to be smart podcast covering all things new and classic Trek. I am Mariah Gossett and I host this podcast. And with me on the view screen, we have someone, Clyde. I'm Clyde Haynes and I fly the <laughs> ship. Uh, and I'm, I'm your yeoman left for dead on an alien planet. Pause to touch it, not bitter at all. Not bitter at all. You know, not. I wondered if we were all oh. going to come in. We didn't talk about it because we never say what we're going to say. But I was wondering. I was like, I was kind of hoping that Mariah was going to say, I am Mariah Gossip and I fly the ship. And I was like, it's perfect because then I'll say it. And then Paul will feel like he's forced to say it and he'll say it. And it'll be oh. kind of this cool thing. But then it just didn't. Well, I saw everyone was quoting that line, including my mom texting me that line. So I knew that was the oh, line of the episode. So I was like, I got to, we got to punch it up. And Paul gave me a good punch up while we were waiting in our, in our little ready room, if you will. Um, you obviously tonight we are reviewing and discussing the uh, second season of Strange New Worlds, episode four, Among the Lotus Eaters, directed by Edward Sanchez, written by Kristen Bear and Davey Perez. Um, just a couple of reminders and housekeeping before we dig on in. Paul, how can people find this uh, podcast or share it with friends? They've already kind of found it. How can they share it? Everyone, like, you know, uh, subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. All links are at StarTrekPod.co. And if you love our content, and we hope you do, please consider being a Patreon supporter for just $2 an episode at Patreon.com slash StarTrekPod. Indeed. And so Clyde- one day, you know, I'm just going to change that from like patreon.com slash star trek pod it's like patreon.com slash paul needs a new car (laughs) i'll I'll see if anyone catches that and then (laughs) just to see just to see you know maybe one day our our little podcast can pay for a new a new car but so far it's at least paid for some microphones and our web hosting so that's right you know, I'll take what we can get. We appreciate y'all's support. Okay. It really does actually help us. We, we, we cannot do this without your support. Um, Clyde, if people are, are hanging out with us live tonight, how can we find them in the chat? There's so much going on. What are ways to get our attention? I mean, I would say just go to your your 300 BPS modem dial up and find our, our uh, you know, have a little tinnitus. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, seriously, though, if you're watching us live, if you're hanging out in the chat and you want to participate, then just type capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod in the chat. Um, and we'll take a look at your comment here in a moment when we want to know about your your thoughts on the show, your overall quick comment. Um, just type capital H, capital F, capital HF in the chat and we'll take a look at your thoughts. In Indeed. Well, I do think it is that time for you to put on one of those uh, helmets to make us hopefully remember things. And it is indeed time for some. (laughs) It's time for some hot freaks. Um, Clyde, what did you think of this episode? I've been dreading this since I finished Mm, the episode. Interesting. Um, not my favorite episode. Okay. Okay. Um, it, Here's the thing. Not all of them are going to be favorites, right? They all yes. can't be favorites. They, There's got to be some can't. middle ground. Well, see, and I think that's interesting because, you know, that was kind of the expectation when you had 26, 24, 22 episodes a season. When you're talking about 10 to 13, my expectations are a little bit higher, right? Like, I'm expecting a little bit more. But this one was good. It just, it didn't move me. 
like the first like three did this one was kind of like hmm interesting i kind of see where you're going there but all right like it was if it, it felt definitely more like an episode that you'd see in 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 a when you have 25 episodes or something like that because it felt like you're hey we're there, there's always like a luge like an amnesia episode mm-hmm. in track is somewhat where people take a drug or there's something there's a there's a machine that's giving off some radiation that that affects people um you know mariah you and i've been asked to think about our, some of our top episodes really hard. and i'm yeah. surprised how many times this theme comes up of mm-hmm. you know this lost experience on this planet so it's it, it falls perfectly in line of this episodic nature but i keep asking myself what moved from me from a character like how, how did the characters move forward for me what what new revelations that i that i understand or kind of walk away with how did this move the the internal plot for me and i'm still grasping with that i'm hoping by the end of this podcast uh you know you or paul Paul, are gonna help me by the way (laughs) yeah yeah you'll help me you'll help me with that indeed paul now that you're not muted what did you think of this episode i have a voice nope Uh, i have to say that this is probably the best episode i've seen all day all day it's the only episode i've seen all day but like you know uh i think it's uh i think as i said it's a throwback to uh to the era of they can't all be gems, hmm. but to be fair to that, like you know, I think like in almost every single sci-fi fantasy uh, show, there's a amnesia episode, you know, and, and there whatever reasons there are for that. Like you know, I think uh, I think people like to see their favorite characters without the luxury of their own history. Does that make sense? Like, you know, like who they are mm-hmm. inside, you know, and Erica is a pilot inside, you know, like that, that was, that's what it was really about. Everyone, I, I kind of feel like this is an Erica episode, even though the time was not set up for that. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it looked beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It I, did look great. I was like, Oh my mm-hmm. God, this episode looks beautiful. <laughs> That uh, AR wall is working really hard. It's doing some stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's fine. I, I it, it it wasn't you know as my favorite either, as far as in comparison to like three very s- strong episodes. So. I wonder. Um, so I, I I'm very middle ground this episode. I thought it it looked beautiful. I thought the costumes were fantastic. I'm always so impressed with like where we are as Star Trek with like what we get to see on screen these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's like always top of mind for me. I like going back to sort of an origin story for for Pike and getting to mm-hmm. see some of these these moments and in, in returning to this planet. So I thought that was a fun Easter egg, but again, a story that you don't need to know that it's an Easter egg to fully understand the episode, which I appreciate as well. Um, I think what was different, and, and I'm wondering if this might be the dissonance here for everyone, is this was our first fully, this was a Pike episode. 
And I think, again, Pike is one of the characters that we know the most about. So I think sometimes it's not as exciting to see some of these middle moments for Pike, right? Like we're seeing his growth Mm -hmm. as far as his relationship um, with Battelle. And I think, you know, he has some good tete-a-tete with uh, Una at the top about his relationship style. And then he kind of goes through this whole thing about memory and goes through an experience that then informs his decision on how his relationship is going to change there. It felt like a little bit of a bait and switch because I think I thought this was going to be a much more Ortega's focused yeah, episode. Me too. She, she's um, the more like I, without being, she's the more compelling character in this. Right. Case. Right. And I, and I think, and I also, I probably also unfairly put a lot of expectations on this episode because it was a, like, <laughs> a lineup of heavy hitters of people who I enjoy their content. Like Mm -hmm. Edward Sanchez directed a a bunch of horror films that I love. And Kristen Bayer and Davey Perez have written a lot of episodes that I also really enjoy. And I think for me, this felt like um, a nineties thriller versus Mm -hmm. like a current horror or, um, or thriller movie. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like the pacing is more of that, that kind of style. Sure. Um, so I think that's where, because it felt like um, Paul and I were discussing this before we got on the pod, is I really love watching um, movies that are so bad they come around to being good again. It's probably my favorite genre of film. <laughs> and, do you have a, Do you have an, exa- uh, an example? Uh, I watched you... The Sphere last night, which oh, is, uh, you know, okay. I think yeah. falls in that category. Right. It right. Is and movie... The Godfather and like, you know, Shawshank Redemption <laughs> and all, all, all these terrible right. movies that become yeah. good if you, you know. Um, but my thing is, is like those movies, you don't have to 100% pay attention to keep following the plot. And I felt like this was an episode where I didn't 100% have to pay attention to follow the plot, which I think is different from a lot of the other episodes we've had thus far. Well, that That's an interesting thought because I don't know that I would have articulated it like that, but I did have that feeling too. Like as I'm watching it, I'm kind of like, it was, it's the first time that I felt like, oh, if I need to turn away and do something. I probably can, mm-hmm. right? Like I can multitask where normally I'm so riveted by what's happening and what's about to happen and how beautiful it is and the story driven nature and, you know, well, uh, this is Lon's why. eyes that I just have to keep watching. And this mm-hmm. one was kind of like, okay. Well, I feel like, you know, like Ortegas, like when she's on screen, she's captivating. And in yes. this, in this episode, like, you know, she literally talks to you like with her logs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of thought this was going to be her episode. Yeah. But like a lot of it spent a lot of time on Pike. And without being that way about it, like, you know, Pike's problems seem pretty like generic. Like, oh, he, yes, I'm this guy. Yeah, right. Like, uh, it, 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 with good reason. Like, you know, you go like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, uh, I'm hurting your career now, too. Uh, I'm going to die in 10 years or like I'm, I'm going to get really messed up in 10 years. Maybe it's too, but like, even if that's was the case, I didn't feel it, you know, probably because I, I, I look at his, you know, his cabin and he goes, you have a fireplace in your cabin. Like, how can you have any problems whatsoever? <laughs> to your point, Paul, um, it, you, you've just made some really good points that I agree with. So the fireplace, uh, so- right? in the fireplace i mean he okay his cabin is the sickest cabin i've ever seen a captain have period point blank in the sense that that but, sauce looked great i'm ready for pasta night at pikes 
That's I right. mean, I'm I, like, I'd be at his cabin door knocking every night. Like, hey, what's for dinner? Can I get some? Can I just put a bowl? Like, can I have some? That aside, I, I think one, Pike is this hero character that mm-hmm. you, you kind of want to see him do hero stuff. Sure. And the expectations for him to be compelling is, is always strong. But I also look at it and go, you're right. The conflict that he has is pretty generic. Like at the end of the day, he he's doing this whole thing that we've seen a thousand times before is like, oh, I've got this inner turmoil and it's hard. So I'm going to spare you by breaking up with you rather than really do it. And I'm like, OK, so if that's what you're going to do, do it. If you're not going to do it, don't do it. Right. So for me, I wasn't that compelled by that whole thing. And I was like, because, again, Mariah, to your point, we know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say it. I'm not that invested in his relationship with this other captain. And the fact that she went after Una the way she did. <laughs> it was her I'm job. Like, not fair. She was trying to be cool about it, too. That, it was her I job. And it, and it did cost her something, right? Like, she paid a price, ultimately, because she didn't get the promotion. The only which one I, paid a price. Which I don't agree with. But it's one of those things where, like... And I'm just going to say it. Say it. Look, when you watch The Wonder Years, mm-hmm. you want Kevin and Winnie to get together, right? Mm-hmm. When you watch Boy Meets World, you want Corey and Topanga to get together, right? There's these, there's these things that you just like, man, I want them to, to be together. Like, when it doesn't happen, you're like, oh, this? I'm kind of like, eh. I'm more interested in trying to figure out if Chapel and Spock are getting together going to get together like if if the if the romance or and i thought that we might see with this whole concept of forgetting and just and this emotion, feelings right yeah i thought that maybe there's going to be something that that blossoms between like something that we were going to get between chapel and spock that would have been compelling to me this whole love thing and the the the, the necklace it just it didn't move me the way i thought it was sure, supposed sure. to I think also we didn't actually see that much of a character change, right? Like we, I feel like we could probably tell he was going to know he, he messed up the the relationship at the top of the episode, right? Like he was the one who's like, oof, I've, I've done something wrong. And Una already pointed out that what was his flaw, like at the very top of the episode. Mm-hmm. So then we had no discovery because the flaw was already pointed out at the top. Um, and then the discovery of the character we could have gotten when he's at the end and I thought it, I thought it was building something very interesting when Zachariah was like, um, this planet shows you who you are and you were about to kill mm-hmm. me. Right. And That's I was like, I thought, I thought to me that was that moment of like, Oh, Pike's going to have a big, like, am I a violent person? Like, is this going to have some ramifications? But instead he's like, no, I was always trying to fight for my crew. This is who I am. This is how I know I'm still who I am, which I was like, I agree. But I was like, did this not, implant something in your memory for you to know what you were at your like very primal core right like who you were as a person that you were willing to do this but um yeah i thought i thought it was a missed opportunity well one more thing because you guys have got me thinking like what what was going on in me while i was watching this like why wasn't i responding like like i was really excited about watching this episode like i hadn't seen a, a screener like i was like man i'm like so maybe i put too much pressure on it but you're helping me understand like what wasn't connecting with me. And here's, I think the thing that might be the the big issue for me is the revelation and the problem of whatever was causing them to forget 
there wasn't a we have to figure out what's going on Mm -hmm. we discover what's going on we solve and resolve what's going on and then there's this this resolution of of everybody else yeah like i think because the a plot and the b plot were the same plot they were both forgetting their memories like there was no differentials for what's happening ship to to planet but if you think about when this when these things have happened on a TNG and a Voyager or DS9 specifically, there's this whole plot about having to figure out what's going on. Sure. Then you've got to fix the machine. And then you have to talk about now that the machine has been fixed, what it means for everybody else. And really what we got was we got this kind of throwaway at the very end explanation of what happened. But there wasn't really this, this discovery of, of here's the problem and here's how we resolve the problem. It was just kind of like, you know, like I'm, yeah, I'm a TNG guy. So I want to see Jordy and Data go, you know, sneak around and uncover this, this thing that's been causing, that's sending out radiation. And I thought we were going to get, it was like, is it something in the volcano or something? It's like, mm. what is it? And then, then they go, oh, we've got to, you know, do something. Well, you know, uh, I was thinking of how in TNG the amnesia episode is, uh, I think, is conundrum, right? It's where like uh, they get their minds wiped and they want to go. They're they're told to uh, go attack a, a a random alien species that we never see again. But the the hook was Roe and Riker hook up. That that mm-hmm. that, that 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 was that was like mm. that was like like ooh. <laughs> Well, I think that's where, you know, to your point, Clyde, it's like we could have had some more moments with Spock and Chapel here, right? If it's exactly. all around feelings. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I thought was because um, I was like, OK, you've got like these kind of powerhouses of like horror and thriller on this episode. Like what, where what am I missing here? And it is more of that like Stepford wife feeling mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. a of a um you know, something that is wrong. It's scary. The idea of losing your memory, that's terrifying, right? The idea that you, you would forget who you are. Um, these are all very scary concepts. These are all very within the, the realms of horror. But I think what was missing and is often included in horror movies is that flip side is like, where is the kind of humor and the funny that can also come from this, right? Mm. Like we got some of it, I think, with um, Ortega's in the computer. Like I found a lot of, I found sassy computer to be hilarious. Like I thought it was very <laughs> funny to kind of hear like the, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if they, if they directed the voice actor to do it this way. It did make me um, giggle was like, oh, this computer sounds like, oh, come on. Like, you know how to do this. Just do it. Why do I have to tell you everything? Um, and I thought there could have been, more of that like you had random people wandering the hallways it's like what do you you know like the naked time episode of tos right like it's like where is the absurdity within this world that has happened well Well, see one second paul so like you know when ortegas goes down to deck six and there's this one guy like on his on his on his knee like on his ass like on the I want to see more of him because he had the mm-hmm. crazy, the best extra cameo ever. Because I go like, oh, who is that guy? Because he had yeah. that crazy, I'm, I'm really messed up. I, I don't belong here face. That's going like, I love it. Anyway. Well, no. So I was thinking about that. Like, And there's a few of episodes, but Naked Time popped in my head. And I felt like there's two ways that you could have gone with this. Naked Time where people are roaming around like i expected to see somebody punch somebody in the hallway like right who are you because like, fear like, like we see lawn punch pike in the face you know in the right. cage right so right 
So like, like you have these moments where it's like, oh, what's happening? And then on the other hand, the episode that I was thinking about from TNG is Clues, mm-hmm. where the Enterprise is flying along and they're rendered unconscious. But Data's the only one who who kind of knows what's going on. And the whole thing was like, so if beings didn't destroy the ship. They, you know, and no one knows about them. They put everybody to sleep. But Data has a positronic brain, so you can't. And you spend the whole time, people starting to figure out, like, something happened. And what is it? Like, there's this idea of this mystery that has to be solved. And then we solve it and we come to terms. Like, I thought that that would be one of the two ways that they went. And they went a different way. And it was just kind of leaving me like, but what what am I left with, right? Like, I, I kind of wanted, I wanted to see something. Like, I literally, to me, if you're going to have an A plot where you take three characters and you put them on a planet. At the end of the episode, I should know something about these three characters that I did not know at the beginning, right? I should see these three characters, at least one of them, in a different light, or one should be eaten by a blob monster, a black, oozy, gob, no. gobulous monster. We're not doing that again. Um, <laughs> no, please don't ever I, do that again. But I just, I, I'm like... Yeah. The thing that I did really enjoy about this episode is I felt like it was an interesting commentary on the red shirts in that there's like Mm. this, you know, the, the stereotype of like, of those who are left behind, we often don't mourn them. And I thought it was uh, a great way to kind Mm. of bring it into current television, which is Pike is like, no, I did mourn you, you know, it's like things we don't get to see because we only get 10 episodes. Right. And like, um, Pike hasn't had any episodes up until this series. So it's like, no, I did warn you. We've heard information about you as a person. Like we're now making you a full person. You're not just a red shirt. And then you kind of see the repercussions of like what happens when care isn't in place for, um, uh, for those people. So I thought that was like kind of an interesting commentary that they were, they were making there with, with Zach's character. Um, I wanted to see more actually. Yeah. Like, I think that would have been an interesting, like (laughs) if, because like, we saw him at the beginning and then we saw him at the end. Like, I think there was like, if there was some more where there was some dialogue about like, like some emotion of like, why'd you leave me? Like, I'm not accepting this, like, or something like where we really got a little bit of, um, I don't know, a little bit of a monologue or, or something where we got to hear mm. that whole idea of like this, this idea of the red shirts. Um, that would have been interesting to me as well. But we, yeah, we didn't that. I wouldn't have minded spending some more time with Zach. Um, I did want to ask y'all, I really enjoyed Reed um, Bernie, who is Luke, our, the guest star on um, on the planet. I thought he did a great job. Um, I, I enjoyed him as sort of their shepherd through the episode. Um, he was also really great in the menu. If y'all watched the menu, I thought that was fantastic. Was he in the menu? He was in the menu. The, he's, oh, wow. he's the rich, the rich, cu- older yeah, rich yeah. couple. Yeah. With the, who's the boss lady? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I want to, won't spoil it, but won't yes, spoil I it, but yeah, it's a great movie. Um, but I thought he was great and I enjoyed the mythology building that they used, uh, his character to kind of build. Um, and I did actually really enjoy Laon and, and Mbenga's, um, kind of, relationship building I think we got in this episode we I feel like I've been getting to learn more about them this season which I have been enjoying and I think both actors are doing a great job and they have like their little signal they do that like thing under their eye which I thought was like a fun little throwback um but yeah to your point though like 
I felt like with those two characters in particular, because we know that they have these darker pasts. Yeah, it was right? interesting that their fighting never left their memory. Yeah, and and they. So at the end, we see Luke, you know, bent over and having this moment, right? And we get a lot from Luke where he's saying, "I don't like." Clearly, I've I've you know I've I've blended over the marks. I don't want to remember like. You know, I'm hurt. And at the end, he's he has this moment that would have been great if we also got something from like Lon or Mbenga, because we know they have these paths that they right. don't want to think about. Right. And they go, they just kind of like it was almost like he was like, yeah, I feel you. But I was like, no, like dig a little deeper and show me like. Especially because Mbenga, we just lost his daughter last season. So it would have been mm -hmm. an interesting connection for him and that character to have had like maybe oh. a bit of a moment. Well, she ascended. Ascended, right. But She's <laughs> hanging out with the, the ancients. Um, I did also, <laughs> there was... Yeah, yeah, I got um, it. That's you on, baby. I think too, with it being called like, you know, the reference to the, the Lotus Eaters is obviously uh -huh. Odyssey by Homer, right? Yeah. If everyone can Simpson? think back to like high school high school english class <laughs> thank you thank you i'll be here all week <laughs> oh good job paul um it also had some like i thought wizard of oz type moments which is another you know kind of example of a of a similar journey right like someone looking for home and having to make their way through the poppy fields it's like lots of um similar moments here but it was mm. like both of those have to do with like the consumption of a drug and this was like something that was inflicted upon them without their their knowledge i guess more like the poppy fields then from the wizard of oz but um when ortegas is looking for home and she's like i have to follow the path to find yeah. home i was like oh this is this yellow is road <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's, i didn't make the reference but that's great she was like i want to go home i want to go home it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I think like you know like there's an idea there right like the idea of like oh uh and they try they try to do this like you know about is it worthwhile to hold on to your pain and be who you are or be happy? Right. Like Luke, mm -hmm. Luke, that's Luke's journey, right? Like Luke is like, I'm totally happy not remembering because I think that would suck. The, the, the forgetting is a gift. I think that's, that's his line. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so like, I just think there was a lot of concepts trying to be played at once and the spine of it just didn't quite come together. Like, you know, like you could pick like any of the things that we've talked about. If you just pick that and that was the only thing, I feel like people would feel like it's a richer experience. Mm. Like, you know, I, I personally would have preferred an Ortega's, you know, because I want to see her. Like, I will say this, like, you know, there she is. She's in an asteroid field. She's going to hit a big asteroid. And she goes, no time. And, you know, phasers on full to dig a hole into an asteroid. Now, it was pretty badass. It's mm -hmm. badass, but like that is some reckless ass shit. <laughs> I'm not she's, lie. she's in her feelings. There's no memories her, to tell her not right. to do that. Like, like, how many times have you seen a, uh, you know, uh, uh, a starship cut a hole in a, a, an asteroid? I'll tell you, zero. It explodes the <laughs> asteroid or. <laughs> Or it crashes. Well, well she did that spinny thingy. She uh, yes, threaded the thingy. Wow, wow, yeah. It, it, it definitely had a WWTPD moment for me, right? What would Tom Paris do? Yeah, mm. sure. sure. Um, <laughs> like, it, like it, it, it tracked with me. Like, it felt in character. And to oh. your point, Brian, I was like, she, she doesn't, like, that's what you do 
when you don't remember all the reasons not to do something. Well, I mean, I'll, right? I, I will say, like, you know, like, you see, like, here's what was on, you know, uh, uh, Star Trek Episode 4, Season 3, Episode 4. Here's how, two laser. And then here's how it really ends. Two. I'll allow it. It was fun to watch. It's not canon. There we go. How about that? It's not canon. I mean, you're nitpicking the single coolest moment of the entire episode. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just highlighting it because, like, this was a very cool. It made the trailer, and it was one of the reasons why I was so excited. About the season, so I'm not. It is a trailer moment for sure. I'm not crapping on it, but like, but like, does it hold up to scrutiny? I don't know. This indie jumping into like a refrigerator. Hold up to scrutiny. No, it doesn't. No. It's not a Mythbusters moment, you know. <laughs> but, but, to your, but you know, now that you got me thinking about it, if we had gotten a little less of the A plot uh-huh. and a lot more of the B plot, yeah. this could have been a really fun episode. A little right. bit more naked than naked now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like it, this would have been hilarious. Exactly. Right? I think. I think. I think what this episode could have done was been like a just a comedy episode well right because it, it started to feel that vibe when you yeah. have um when you have ahura going to sick bay and yeah. they're like and then she's like well i guess it's not the oatmeal you know like that's like a very funny line and i was like oh like <laughs> yeah like you know it, it's all you know it's all the pieces are still there i just i just feel like they someone might have said like oh maybe we need to focus on pike a little and I and I do wonder because I mean I've seen some folks chatting in the or um, talking in the chat about how like some people had like an emotionally hard time watching this episode yeah. because it resonates with a lot of folks who have had personal experiences with like memory loss mm-hmm. or um, dementia and like and I think that that is definitely something I was thinking about while watching this episode and so I wonder if they were like oh we can't go funny because this is Too very funny. serious yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Take like. That. But I think sometimes when you add the funny, it makes the serious feel more serious. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, like also because sometimes you have to you have to be able to laugh at some of those things because it does get absurd and it does get really dark. And like, if you can't laugh in the darkness, then like, what's the point of of living um, for me at least? Wow, um, right? A little <laughs> sherry there, a little sherry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like you got to laugh through some of this shit. It's really hard. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but what did y'all um kind of take away is the core message that they were saying about like the importance of memories versus the importance of like what your gut feeling personhood is. I thought that was kind of the most interesting tension of the of the plot of this episode. Uh, for me, like, you know, the the way I would express it is like, there's the person that you are at your core, and then there's a the person that you are to the world. And and, 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 and to the world is basically your, your implicit or explicit memory, whatever they, however they describe it, right? Mm-hmm. So take away that, that filter, and then here's who you truly are. And I, you know, and, and I don't think that they really explored that, because everyone is literally themselves. You know, like, like, uh, and I don't know if most people are like one of the things that, okay, side note, Paul, Paul, uh, Paul, Paul T. I really like taking a bunch of personality tests just because, you know, I'm, I, I'm so narcissistic that I just really like to see how people, how I rate myself. 
Mm-hmm. But one of the most interesting things that uh, one that I've taken is like a, a Jungian personality test. Because I've never taken one before. What's and, it called? So just so you know, Paul, outside of Trek, this is what I do all day. You, <laughs> so I, do all day. Uh, I don't know which one. Welcome to Personality Quiz Chat, uh, the <laughs> sub podcast within Hot Dog Chat, <laughs> coming up after <laughs> Star Trek Discovery Pod. And, and, and so, like, what was really interesting was like this was the first test that I saw that broke broke it up to two things. Here is the person. Here is the archetype you are outward facing. And here is the archetype you are in facing. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, you know, it turned out that my my archetypes are in alignment. They're, they are mm-hmm. the same in and out. So that's I expect that I would be pretty much me if I lost my memory. But there are a lot of people, say, take my wife, who is one thing on the outside and monster. I mean, a, per, a different type of person. <laughs> Does she listen my wife to is lovely. I'm going is... to start texting episode notes to be. And I bet you, like, you know, like if you had the memory flip, like then, you know, then you'd see a different person, hmm. you know? And, and so in, in that way, or like, you know, I feel like they didn't play with that as much. Yeah, but I agree. I, I agree. I think what you're talking about is this idea of who we present ourselves to the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And all the it's kind of like, who I think I have to be to you for you to, to for you to like and accept me sure, sure. versus who I am when no one's looking. Right. And it's like, oh, and, and so there's this idea of, to your point, they didn't really play with it. But the idea of who is Pike if 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 he doesn't know the responsibilities mm-hmm. that he carries. Right. Yep, exactly. And you don't have to be captain when you don't have to have everybody's life in in the palm of your hand. How do you act? Who do you who who do you act like? And for Mbinga, you're the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But and I think what we saw with Pike is Pike was who Pike was. And, and Mbinga was Mbinga, Yeah, but the thing about it is Mbinga would have been really interesting because we know he's got this. We've seen it from the pilot or the, the premiere episode this yeah. this season. The murder he's side. This he's got this murder side. He's got this dark <laughs> side where he pops a pill and he goes litmus, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. limitless. Right. I mean, that, I that would have been interesting to see. Yeah. And that was an interesting moment, I thought, for Mbenga was when he was like, you never hear about a doctor being taken down for his combat skills. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it's something I think he is having to toil with is this sure. idea that he is a healer, but he is deadly. Right. And like the <laughs> yeah. idea that his skill set in that regard is is it more useful than him being a doctor? I think that's something that uh, sure, sure. would have been interesting but- to have explored. But my fair, but but think about it. here is a crew of three hundred people, and the badass ass people are the security officer, the the, the captain, the and, captain the, and, the and the doctor. I mean, I'm here for it. It's great. It's just I mean, it's just a very specific. Like out out three hundred people, those are the three that 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 are are murderers. I mm-hmm. you know I, I love it. I, just where's La, where's Lon's people at those like yeah, I mean, she's she's, department of one? one. She's the security yeah, department of one. That's what. What, it is. what happens when she takes a nap? Where's you all the no rest security? of her baby bears? You know, uh, like you that's know? why it, 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 it's it's a it's a very small department. Because we're gonna get to the same enterprise right under Kirk, and all of a sudden you have this limitless group of Red security shirt. officers that never make it off the away team planet. Like, sure, sure. no, no, I, I hear, it. I hear. It. Yeah, I did. Um. One of y'all brought up um, in a TNG episode about how data was essentially unaffected by Mm -hmm. um, the memory loss. And I, and I thought that that would have been interesting. I, for a second, I thought maybe Spock was going to be unaffected or even Una because of um, her genetic genetic modifications. 
Um, and I thought it would have maybe helped with that comedic ability if you had the straight the straight man right to everyone's absurdity um but i think really what this episode was needing as far as like an additional security officer was peanut hamper Um, thank you oh we're on the same page raya (laughs) (laughs) um i think peanut hamper really could have come in handy because i don't think she would have been affected by the radiation i mean she's just floating in space all the time absolutely yes Or she would have uh, the appropriately adjusted field uh, harmonics. Exactly. Exactly. To your point, like I also think we we, (laughs) no no. I'm I'm moving on from being a hacker. I'm gonna take that. I'm taking that whooping like a man and take it. You got me. I didn't see it coming again this week. I just I'm on that. You got me. No, but I I think the the comedic timing. I think. You know, Paul, I want to go back to something you said earlier around Riker and Rolaren mm-hmm. hooking up. I think that's the thing. It's like in this in this moment, right? If you forget, one of the things that is supposed to happen is that the inhibitions should go out the window, right? The inhibitions that you have about expressing that attraction, affection that you have for somebody that you're not supposed to goes away. And then you act, you act on it, right? All, all I'm going to ask we got is like zero of that. 100%. Like z- none. But if we ever get like memory wiped or please don't fall in love with me. <laughs> I don't know. Paul. Either of you, either you please don't fall in love really with me. Challenging. <laughs> no promises, buddy. Um, I did want to also kind of bring up the the way that they sort of wrote around um, the memory loss inside of the castle, that it was made mm-hmm. up of this ore. Yep. Um, my only problem with that is, is Pike starts getting the, the ear ring, yep. the earache while they're in the castle yep. at the top of the episode, and then it goes away. And I was like, well, I guess it could be like uh, residual, onset. yeah, like delayed from being outside for so long. But it just, I was like, oh, this seems, <laughs> oh, and I didn't really pick up on it until my second watch. Um, and then I was like, oh, wait a second, why is this happening in the castle? You know. Um, but I thought that was interesting. And the same thing with the helmets. Um, you know, I thought that could have, again, like, I, I think I wanted someone to have figured out something earlier in the episode to see a bit of that puzzle solving so that they could have like stolen helmets from the guards and like sure. had some more left some more room, I think, for that more like subject exploration rather than like we're going to get from point A to point B at the end of this episode. Here's what I'm struggling with that I can't quite figure out. I remember when it it started, I was like, oh, man, 55 minutes. We got a full 55 minutes. Like, Mm. that's great. No commercials, straight 55 minutes. Now I'm trying to figure out where did that time go exactly? How was that time spent? Well, see, you you were subjected to the radiation, Clyde, and you 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 know, time jump. (laughs) You lost time there. We did lose time. I have have a thought, uh, not (laughs) about uh, the pivoting a little bit. So, like, I feel like in this particular episode, they're trying to give pike something to deal with like you know just like like oh his commitment issues was what they chose Mm -hmm. but like i put myself in pike's shoes and if i knew that i'm not gonna die or like get really maimed in 10 years like i'm crazy like you know i'm never gonna get i i I go into battle because you i'm not gonna get hurt i'm not gonna you know like Mm -hmm. i'm you know and so like like there's no like Pike isn't dealing with anything like you know like oh I'm I'm immortal basically. Uh, 
I feel so, like it's still a bit of a risk though, because it's like, just because that is what the, and I feel like we talked about this a lot last season was like, even though the crystal is supposed to show him exactly what his future holds, it's like, do you really want to put that up to chance that something isn't, it's like with so much time travel and timey wimey bullshit that happens on this, in this galaxy, it's like, what if that changed in some way or you. But, like, but with the end of season one, like with the last episode, like, you know, he's, He's pretty resolved about it because he knows that, like, if I don't right. do this, you know, like, it, things aren't going to change. It needs to happen this way kind of thing. So I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, if there are things to explore. I don't know if his commitment issues would have been my first choice. Mm. I see what you're saying, the Paul. You're saying if you were in Pike's shoes, you're like, man, I got 10 years. You're just wiling out. Uh, you're going into battle with, like, you know, a fork and be like, right. you're not going to kill me. That's right. But I think it, it is just... then still putting your crew at risk, though, if you are being that. Well, uh, but that would be the ish, that'd be the problem, right? Like, right. like Uno would go, like, uh, Captain, you're you're being reckless, mm-hmm. like you know, like like, and and there was like a similar episode in Voyager with this, not not because like, Blana was uh, immortal, but like you know she was having she's feeling really numb, mm-hmm. and you know she started doing that, you know, like stratosphere diving in, in the holodeck without the safeties on, and you know because she's like you know she's feeling guilty or whatever. Whatever that was, but like you know, but like that that numbness and needing to feel alive, like that that's a that's a thing that I assume like people who are damaged feel damaged a certain way feel, and you know, and I haven't experienced that because I'm a scaredy cat. But like that's not that's not that, that's not what we're talking about here, guys. We're not talking about that right now. <laughs> we're talking about Star Trek or hot dogs. <laughs> Or peanut hamper. Or peanut <laughs> and hampers. <laughs> or right. personality tests. That's, that's right. This is what we're here for. Let's talk about my issues here. Um, Brian has a funny comment. Spock could only have made, could have made the old Spock helmet toy with the flashing light on top of his head to stop the memory loss. He could have wrote his name. So he remembered perfect toy tie-in. Um, that would have been funny. Uh, Nicole Hoffreak, don't throw stuff at me, but can Pike's future be changed? I know it's canon, but it's a story, so maybe. I think that's Nicole. always going to be the question Nicole. of this series, right? Yes. Uh, like we'll see. Like you know, the, no one knows what the writers will do. Uh, but like, I, I think, I think that they're like. Do you ever watch that Doctor Who? episode where I watch doctor who okay there's like 40 years of doctor who you're gonna have to be a little bit more specific. i'm trying to be more <laughs> specific lies. you know you know there's a show called doctor no, like there where you have uh doctor who split off into two and like one ends up with the the girl it's just a david Tennant episode thank you i was gonna say you gotta start off doctor who with who the doctor yeah. <laughs> so so maybe there'll be a version where where pike gets split off kind of like you know like uh, I, I don't know, but like you know, Pike has a, a fairly happy ending. He becomes like a a stud for an alien race of mind people. That that that's uh mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's his that's his ending. By the way, you know, not not to not to spoiler spoil. alert. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> like, literally a thirty year spoiler. <laughs> so um, I uh, I think I just lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? Um, y'all keep talking. I'll figure it out where I was going. Look, I, I don't know if 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 we can change Pike. I'm hopeful. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've this this collection of shows has done so much timey wimey stuff. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean, discovery. we know we're getting more as soon as the lower decks crew shows up too. Yeah. 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 I mean, look. 
what is it? Uh, like I felt like Discovery did timey wimey stuff every three episodes, right? Like <laughs> literally, that they they did a a mirror verse twice, right? You had a yeah. big door, like. I was going to say that could have been called discover the timey wimey episode. <laughs> I am. Um, I think I am ready for either like a class, like a holodeck episode, or I'm ready for a mirror verse episode. I feel like I need some mirror verse of these characters very soon. Mm. So I'm with you. I definitely want a mirror verse, but you know what also I could want? Like they went back in time, but they didn't go back in time enough. Mm. Right. Like, I feel like I need, I mean, we've already gotten one kind of Shakespearean episode, but like, can I get something like I need a, I need like a gangster planet episode. Right. With like Tommy guns and casinos and, you know, I, need, I guess that I need, is a like, good question. I don't think this enterprise has a holodeck, so we are missing right. that, but we have seen, I mean, last season we got the like Renaissance storybook episode, which I thought was like their version of a holodeck episode. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure, sure, sure. Like, I, I, I don't know. I like you, you made a point earlier, Clyde, like I kind of, and this is okay. Please don't throw phaser set to stun people. <laughs> like, you know, I, I kind of hope that Pike ends up with his fate without trying like he just right. takes it like like I, I i not not to say that that is you know great for him uh but like you know i think there's something to be said about like oh i'm going to face my fate with dignity mm-hmm. you know let me ask you this is, uh, this is not a question i've asked before but i'm kind of curious huh? let's say for whatever reason the ratings stay high enough that mm-hmm. this becomes uh uh a, a, a product, a franchise that seven, they don't want to end. Seven seasons. Right? Yeah. Or ten or whatever, yeah. right? Like it's gonna go a while. Would you it's guys the next Yellowstone? Yeah, really. Would you guys be Yellow open? shirts? Yellow shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be opening open to them having Pike die in his fate mm-hmm. and basically rebooting TOS with not my Kirk? Damn. I'm fine with it. Uh, I, 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 I'd watch that, but like you know, but uh, I, 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 I watch all Star Trek, but like I, I think of that, Clyde. I think of like the last episode of this season, and that's season, this series, mm-hmm. and like I have this vision of like it's the day that Pike, you know, is going right. to, and like you know, I mean, they have like their last episode written already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, do, yeah, do they? I don't know. Like, but like, know. but like you know, like the the idea of like you know. Pike dealing with that day, the day where, you know, I, I just, I just, I feel like it would bring people to tears. It'd be a great way to, you know, uh, end the series. Hopefully that's five years from now, as opposed to next week, but who knows, you know, streamers pay your writers. <laughs> yes. Please pay your writers. Good Lord. Um, yes, please do. But I, 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 that's an interesting question, Clyde. I mean, I think, um, it would, I don't think then it would be Strange New Worlds, then it would just be like whatever the next one is, right? Like we got the spinoff from Discovery to get Strange New Worlds. I think if it was, I think the correct ending to Strange New Worlds is the ending of of, of Pike's time on the Enterprise. Um, and I, uh, or at least like the ending that we have, we have seen. And is there the possibility that they fully reboot the original series? Sure. But I think there's like, 
some more exciting stuff coming down the pipeline with like the Academy series and what other spinoffs we'll get from Disco um, that I hope I get to see maybe more than a full reboot of the original series. I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at it and going, you've got, you've got Kirk, you've got Uhura, you've got Chapel, you've got Spock, right? Like you've got, you've got, you've got a core there, right? Mm -hmm. You go out and find a Bones, a Scotty and a Sulu. Oh my. And yeah, you're just, you're kind of like, not to mention you can decide if you want to redo some of these 1970s episodes and bring them up to date. So you have some, you're not starting from zero, right? Or you can create brand new um, episodes. And, And look, everybody in the chat is saying the same thing. Like, like regardless of whether or not you like not my Kirk, right, or New Kirk, or he, New Kirk's growing on me, or what, mm-hmm. however you said it, everybody's saying the same thing. They're saying I'd watch. Right? I'd watch. Right. I'd watch. Everyone's everyone. Everyone who's listening to this podcast is, is going to watch. I I I I don't want to speak for people, but like right. you know, I, I mean, I, of I, course, if that's what they did, of course I would watch. But do I think it's more exciting creatively to play in the established world with new? new characters and new intellectual property like i find that more exciting but yeah, like, like, yeah. For, for example like my favorite uh newer star wars movie rogue one because like you know right because it's it's, it's fresh my favorite you know like series like you know is andor why because it's, it's it's fresh and right. great storytelling like it, we don't have to like be bound to are the pillars of our legends, the legends that we have mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see, you know, uh, just the world being explored because Star Trek is not Kirk. Star Trek is not Spock. Right. Star Trek is the universe that it created. Yeah. Like, I'm still waiting. I want a full Klingon show. I want, I've been talking about this for years on this podcast, is that I want a Soprano-style family drama. Yeah, yeah. Patak Dex. Patak Dex. Family drama, yeah, right. set in the Klingon Empire. Yes. Right. That's all I want. Mortok, uh, like, uh, see, Jer uh, Mortok, uh, House of Honor, uh, <laughs> House of Honor, incredible. Uh, I'm ready. Uh, of blood and steel, <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's all there. It's all there. Yeah, it's all there. I mean, could could I get like a friend style Star Trek episode, like? Like sure. not an episode, but a series where you just got a bunch of, like it's called Lower Deck. We might get it is called Lower Deck. <laughs> yeah, I, was just I feel like we also might get that a bit in Academy, right? It's like <laughs> lower stakes when you're at the Academy. Um, okay. I also want you know Prodigy to be saved. There's shows yeah, yeah. that you know. I want to see what, what I'm looking forward to is when the Academy show comes on and it's airing, and then all of a sudden there's a time travel episode. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone in the whole of Star Trek has one time or another deals with time travel. Apparently, the whole you, everyone, of everyone, course. Uh, yeah, but like you know, or, or Mirrorverse or whatever. But like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think like there's so much. The world is so rich. Like, I would like mm-hmm. to see, you know, like if there is like an intrigue, you know, like I would like to see a Romulan, like you know, uh, show mm-hmm. because like Romulans, they're like sneaky Vulcans. I mean that, that more murder that, nuns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And murder nuns. Sneaky Vulcans and murder nuns. I mean, like, that's worth something. You know, like So what what you're saying, Paul, is you need a Lara spinoff 
Is that what you're saying? I would watch I mean, it. I would. I, not I, for I, nothing. A Laris prequel. Well, like, right? here a Picard right. prequel about Laris. Star and Trek. That whole, how like, she are. Done. <laughs> Done. Well, I think, and to, to everyone's point, too, is like, I like that we, we've jumped to the 32nd century, right? And like, yeah. that is definitely the space to continue in a lot of ways, because then you don't have to worry about canon, because you're literally creating it all from scratch. But you have the history and the lore to kind of play with. Um do y'all have anything else you want to say about this particular episode? I think something that is not said enough and like it hasn't been uh, like, you know, in any of the new Star Treks is a castle. I haven't seen a castle. I did love that. that was, <laughs> yeah. The castle looked incredible. And I love that they referenced the original matte painting, um, oh. which looked beautiful in the yeah. in the original series. Um yeah. So like so, I thought that was hilarious because like I'm like oh that's what I miss from TOS castles castles who doesn't <laughs> want a castle always, um, they're always in a castle or a dungeon because like that's what they had on stock and I go like oh let's do it yeah but um but yeah big props to the production design and costume department because everything it looked like we said at the top of, I think Clyde you said at the top of this episode it was beautiful to look at or Paul. I agree. I also thought like, you know, you had some cool ship stuff. Like I thought that the asteroids hitting just shoot mm, your caves. <laughs> like I thought that was really done well. Like I felt like the, the rhythm of the asteroids hitting the ship. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that that tempo and the way that it was executed, like it, everything to me, I'm sorry, but everything on the ship was just really done well. Yeah. Right. I guess that's what I was. Huh? You don't have to apologize. That's exactly what it, it should be. It should, I mean, everything should it be was, that quality. Yeah, it was just done really well. And I was like, wow. And yeah, when she opened that, I just to reiterate when when Ortega's opened the the sixth floor and you saw those people, I was just like, stay here because this is gold. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I could feel like the you you have no idea where you are, what's going on, and you feel lost, and you step out into this world, and you see all these people moving around. Like I felt that that was a great moment. I just um, more of that, please. Like, Indeed. but but if there's a, mer- a, a mirror universe. Like one time, I bet Chapel will be like Killy. Oh, I'm ready for for yeah. Killy style Chapel. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Next week looks interesting. I think it's once again, we're exploring um, Spock being biracial in a way that looks probably problematic <laughs> um, <laughs> from what I can see. So we'll see how next week goes. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, it's fun to watch problematic Spock, you know? Oh, Spock, poor Spock. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I had for this episode. I continue to be excited for this season. I'm waiting on bated breath for a crossover episode. It's truly the thing that brings me joy to think about. Um, and uh, we posted online today, but Clyde and I's panel that we're on for Comic-Con was officially announced. It is on the schedule. You can check that out. It's going to be very fun and exciting. So please join us on Thursday um, during Comic-Con. It's going to be a great time. We'll continue to post on socials about it. Um, And if you all would like to do a meetup uh, during that time, let us know too. We'll try to figure out something that we can all do together. Um, It will be a great time. Uh, We will be back next week to talk more Strange New Worlds. Um, You can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple, uh, Spotify, and more. Visit StarTrekPod.co to find links into our Patreon. 
Clyde, where can people hit us up on uh, Twitter? And I think we're going to get a, th- a, a, I'm going to try to get us over on threads. I think threads, that's the new, threads, that's right. the new thing. Let, let, the new shebang. It, I got to figure out our Instagram password, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, right now, you're going to head over to Twitter. You can hit us up at Star Trek Pod. Indeed. Thanks, Karen, for helping us run everything over there on that dumpster fire of a, of a website. <laughs> um, we will see you all next week. Live long and prosper. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.